0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Welcome back to Neighboring. My name is Andrew Hoffman. I'm the director of NeighborLink 4-Way, and I'm joined here with uh, Lindsay Ray Porter and uh, Miss Coldy and Mary. Uh, today on this episode of Neighboring, and Neighboring is this opportunity where we try to ask what does it mean to be a good neighbor, and what does it look like for us to build relationships among, among the places we live, work, or the things we're doing? And today, uh, so much of NeighborLink is far more about the relational connectivity than the number of projects we do. We do a lot of home maintenance, home repair projects, things that folks just struggle physically or financially to do on their own. And we rely a lot on volunteers. But our desire is for uh, some sort of relational connectivity, that we get to know our neighbors through this platform. And today, we are going to get to talk about that and introduce you and learn from two people that have happened to connect via NeighborLink. To hear more about who they are, what their interests are, what their story is, uh, what what kind of keeps things connected. And, and then ultimately to hear about, from your guys' perspective, what does it mean to be a good neighbor? So Lindsay, why don't you uh, get us started? Lindsay's been, been the one that's been making these connections and has the most connection to this particular story. So I know she has a lot of questions and uh, wants to get started.
2: So I was really excited to, well, I guess I'll just start off by telling people um, how I know you guys. Um, Miss Coldy, I got to meet um, eh, maybe four months back. My good friend Mary here uh, invited me over to Miss Coldy's house. And right when I walked in, I was graced by your presence and got to hear about all your different stories and your, your languages. And we ended up by the time I left, I was able to not only hang out with Mary and Miss Coldy, but we sang some songs, some French songs together, and, and happy know. birthday, because it was Miss Coldy's birthday, and um, changed a light bulb. It was a really neat experience. And so I met you through Mary, a good friend of mine who works at Three Rivers uh, Credit Union. And, and Mary, I must share with you guys is one of the most unique people I have ever met, a very whimsical sparkle in my life that just every time you leave you you find yourself like, ah, I have to remember those three lines that she said. Those that was just great and you're always going out of your way to make sure nobody's a stranger that even the person at the gas station gets your attention and your undivided attention, and you're asking them, Hey, how are you doing? How's your day? Or you're asking, you know, the server when we're out to eat, You that's just, you did a really great job there. What's your name? You you make people feel loved and special. And I was able to see that you had already formed this relationship with Miss Coldy and you hadn't known her that long at that point. But since then, I talked to you and you're like, Oh, I, I hung out with Miss Coldy again. So it wasn't that you just, hopped on NeighborLink's site and found a project, you formed a relationship with Miss Coldy, and I am not surprised by any means, but, oh yeah, we're going to the zoo this weekend. Wait, what? Like, really? Can I come? So I I really am not surprised, but I think that's just because I know you, and I have the honor of, of hearing all of your whimsical stories and how lovely you are, but I feel like this is great, and we need to share this. So if you could actually, Miss Coldy, could you tell us how you first heard about NeighborLink and got involved? You put your project up on our website. and But yeah, how did you
0: hear about
3: NeighborLink? Somebody
0: told me I had some things that I needed to do, have done, and I couldn't do them anymore. I'm mm-hmm. just too old. <laughs> and uh, somebody told me, call NeighborLink. I said, what's that? <laughs> and uh and how do I get a hold of them? So they told me, and I've been calling ever
1: since. <laughs> okay, how many years do you think uh, you've been calling and asking About for? three. About three, okay. Three years. Uh, tell me, to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, my name is Mrs. Ellen Coldy, but I prefer being called Mrs. Cody. I'm ancient. And I think us ancient people <laughs> deserve being called respectfully. <laughs> and uh, well, I came to this country in 1949 after being in the war. I came. I was born in Poland, and then we, after Hitler lost the war, we went to Germany, and then we came to the United States. My mother was a mail order bride. <laughs> And you came right along with her, of course. And my daddy never treated me other than his special little girl. <laughs> when, That's lovely.
1: When did you? When did you, did you? Did you move straight to Fort Wayne, or yes, did, they
0: okay. lived. In, uh, Fort Wayne is a German town, sure. And we were Germans that had lived in Poland. Okay. And so everybody that came from Europe. They came to Fort Wayne because that's a German town. (laughs) It stopped being a German town. They had German in uh, the schools, everything, but when Hitler did his thing, they wiped it out. You wouldn't even know it was a German town anymore. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So Mary, can you tell
3: us how you got involved with NeighborLink and Mrs. Coldy? Sure, sure. Um, Well, I got involved with NeighborLink through my dear friend Lindsay here, Um, (laughs) and I could tell that giving back in this way gave her a lot of joy, and I could definitely connect with the reasons behind wanting to give back to your community, and there was a day where I had made time to spend with my family, and I wanted to use the rest of that day off to do something good. I think any single day can be an opportunity to make it into something extraordinary. And so I reached out to Lindsay and asked if there were some maybe needs I could help with that my skill set would fit. Um, I have not transitioned to building roofs yet, but I'm on the path <laughs> to help however I can. So um, instead of finding someone in my direct neighborhood, we found Mrs. Coldy who needed help with lights and cleaning and I just wanted to give my time and see how I could help. So. We found Mrs. Coldy and decided to go there together. I went by myself at first, and then Lindsay joined us when we were already uh, instant friends, I would say. <laughs> what,
1: what was that experience like? You uh, made a decision, like, hey, I need to use my time. I'll try this, and this worked, and NeighborLink, and you found the project that you thought you could you could take on. Sure. Uh, and then you, you obviously connected. What was that process initially? Like, what was it that... One, how did you choose the project? What was the project like? And then, what was it about Miss, Miss Coldy that like connected?
3: Sure. Um, I would say the process was easier than I expected, and I think it was nice to have that facilitational help with Lindsay. Um, I looked at the website and I knew I could help with cleaning and things like that, but I trusted Lindsay to help guide me to maybe a situation where I could make the most impact, and she empowered me to kind of choose the best choices and connect with Mrs. Coldy myself. So we talked on the phone ahead of time, and um, I could tell that she loved to have the company more than anything, and that really struck a chord with me because I think giving of your time is a beautiful thing, and if I could clean at the same time, go team. Mm -hmm. So we made plans to meet up, and uh, I just helped her clean the kitchen for a few hours, and we bonded over our shared vegetarianism, and um, history of volunteering, and love of the little places and quirks of our city. So we were instant friends, and I got to know kind of where she wanted things in her kitchen so well that I could just hold things up and lean toward where they went, so that she could continue telling me the rich stories that she had (laughs) within her that she was excited to share with a new friend who cared about where she was from and what her life looked like, and and all of that. That's neat. So you guys like instantly
2: formed a, a rhythm, and you had you know some common ground. So you have
0: spent time volunteering as well. Oh yes, yeah? I oh I, I've done it since I was a little kid. <laughs> I, we had a lot of older pe- people in our neighborhood, and they couldn't get out to the stores. Stuff back then, we had six stores within about a radius of about four blocks. And this is in Fort Wayne, correct? Yes, right where I'm living. Right. Really? So you've lived in the same home for... Since 19... April 1, 1950.
1: Wow. The wow. only time I wasn't
0: there was when I, well, my husband and I lived in Anderson. Oh, wow.
2: That's neat. So um, I was actually going to ask this question to Mary, but maybe I can ask you. Why do you think it's so important to give of your time and volunteer?
0: Uh, you know, there's people that need help, and that's number one. Uh, and number two, it's not. Pe- there are a lot of older folks that they're just lonely, and I would go visit them. I've done that since I've been a little kid. And if I don't go visit, they call me. They say, "Are you mad at me? You haven't been <laughs> here for a while." <laughs> so I've, d- like I said, I've done this. And then I would uh, later on when most of the older people were gone and then I was volunteering. Where was it? Oh, the Botanical Conservatory. Okay. I love that And Yeah. And then when I broke my knee after that I couldn't do all the other stuff I was doing but I worked at the desk you know, taking admissions and that was easy until they got computerized. I could not do the computer.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I still struggle with that.
0: Yeah. You're no, way better at it than I am. I Andrew,
2: help me.
1: So what, are, what are some other volunteer experiences that have stood out to you over the years that you've done, whether it's long-term stuff or just kind of well, I would, responded to You know, to I
0: would cut some. I had an electric, not electric, power lawnmower, and I'd go cut people's grass if so they right. couldn't cut their grass. Look at you. Just... Just little things, but you know it helped
3: but it's huge and it was people. fun,
0: but like i told you about the all these grocery stores, they needed groceries, and I'd go to the grocery store for them. you know, we had all these groceries there was and there across the street uh, was the baker boy, and then across the street from the baker boy was um it was another grocery store now it's uh, um that record shop and now he died so oh, yeah. it's just not being used and at fourth street there was murphy's iga on uh third street there was another grocery store so there were grocery stores everywhere and there were doctors everywhere. talking about the town that i grew up in mm-hmm. like <laughs> wait
2: what all like- these
1: grocery stores have gone and oh. now everybody that talks that lives in more of the central core is like Bring some grocery stores. We don't back. have
2: any grocery yeah. stores. Well, well, according to Mrs. Coldy, there were three of them within it,
0: the blocks. At the other. end of my alley was Nellie's grocery store. It was just like about the size of a garage. I wish I could go back and see it, that. And I've got it in my head, but you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean,
2: it really is neat seeing. It sounds like you guys are just very similar. Listening to you talk and me knowing Mary. Um, And that's that's really cool to see. You know, you gave of your time when you were able to do so, and now here's Mary, who has a very similar mindset. Um, And so this is great to see the two of you together. And 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 she's
0: precious. And she, I just love her voice. (laughs) It it just has it's musical, isn't it? Isn't it? (laughs) Take that, Mary dear. Compliments are coming your way. Well, I'm curious
2: to know. So, Mary, you're known about town for, like I said, just, you know, random acts of kindness and going out of your way to make sure, you know, people you don't even know are looked after. What started that for you? What really
3: instilled that into you? Is Did it come as a young child or... I, I suppose I've always loved connecting with people. I love hearing their stories. Um, my dear father was just the nicest man and inspired me to make every day count. So I think just wanting to know people's stories and connect with them it has been the driver of the things that I do. And it's made me do more with my free time and it's made me braver and it's made me you know, find the beautiful things right in our community. Yeah,
2: because you have to step outside of your comfort zone probably more often than not if you want to have that conversation or do those very things.
3: I think so. I was painfully shy until maybe 10 years ago. And through, you know, meeting great people who inspired me like um, Barbara Gilbert, the owner of Barbara's New Beginnings, and helping her with events in the past, it made me realize um, how pushing yourself could make such a difference and, You know how every day could be the opportunity to do that so Mm -hmm. i think just carrying that inspiration and um, connecting with people and understanding what drives them has helped me to see how we can make our community great or even just a day great or a conversation great Mm -hmm. it's not hard if you take little steps and i think i just wake up every day and try to do things i believe in and i'm endlessly fascinated by the great people in our community so it's It's not that hard if you practice. So
2: that being said, like through some of these experiences of, you know, getting scratch off tickets with random people and all of these, I always, I, yeah, yeah. I just, I love, you always have random little stories and they always inspire me. Oh, I never thought that I could, you know, be impactful in that moment because that's just an everyday moment that people have, you know, you're just, you know, get in a movie from the movie store, you know, but to actually have a conversation with that person and ask them their favorite little things. I'm learning that like those from you. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you was, um, through all of this, what are some of your favorite moments or like moments where that you had a, an interaction that you just, you knew you had to just keep doing it or you just were really proud that you took the time?
3: I, I, I don't know that it's one sparkly moment that stands out above all the others so much as feeling valued or creating value where you're at. So when I spend time with Mrs. Coldy and I learn about some nugget of history or an experience she's had or um, all the time she spent giving back to our community, that's impactful. Or um, spending time with friends and you know supporting local art that that's meaningful and I feel like nothing else exists in that moment so I think creating those sparkly moments that's it that's what drives me more than um, just one specific thing I don't know if that totally yeah. answers your question it does. It but does. Um, I have so many good memories in my um, pockets right now the music I'm... festivals and <laughs> yeah. picking out art for an event or Finding local vendors to support something being successful. All of those things just give you warmth and make you proud to be a part of it or to do your part in it.
1: I think I need to hear this scratch-off story. So, <laughs> Lindsay may have told me this before, but it's, it's coming up, so I'm curious like, um, what this is now that we've kind of talked about it.
3: I don't know if it's a story to me, so maybe you okay. can make yeah, you can I, put your spin on I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
2: the so how it goes in my mind is i was out with mary and we were just going on a simple country drive and she was showing me this spot that she loved so much and normally you just stop and get gas right because it's just this thing that you have to do and it takes up your time well when you do it with mary she invites you in and this is where i originally heard the story she Not only did we, Lindsay come in with me and we can get little fun drinks, so we we go in, I was just going to sit in the car and wait for this thing to be over, well Mary invites me in and we get fun drinks and fun snacks for the road trip, but not only that, she took the time to um, ask the guy behind the counter, you know, hey, how are you doing today, you know, how's your day going? she Lindsay which let's get a little scratch off a little fun thing to do she got one for me and got one for her and then she had told me a story about how she really enjoys making sure she takes time to ask the people behind the counter how they're doing and at one point there was just this guy he was seemed to be having kind of a blah day and she was like well let's get scratch offs and you know she could have just made it a quick interaction but she got the guy behind the counter a scratch off and they did it together and it was just kind of be something she took her time to interact yeah.
3: with it I think um quirkiness can be very charming and so mm-hmm. the the scratch off lottery tickets uh theme it only happens when we're taking road trips out of state yeah, sure. so it's only because it's a little outside of the norm and whimsical that I was kind of called to do that oh maybe we'll win the lottery when we go all the way to Ohio 30 yeah, minutes sure. away and we'll <laughs> curate a nice little soundtrack and we're not just um you know Take, having a transaction in the gas station but we're meeting a character in this adventure and if this were a movie right now surely we'd talk about the local Ohio music scene and we'd visit this fallen down barn and wonder about its history. I think it's just finding joy in the moments or um, in just traveling a little bit outside your norm and finding the wonder that is there or maybe creating that there. I wouldn't think that scratch off lottery tickets would have been um, a big important memory, but I know how I feel when I'm with my dearest friends and I know how it feels to feel free to enjoy literally everything on that journey. And so I think finding people you can do that with is quite... Quite the treasure.
2: Why did I tell the story in the beginning? See, uh, it's, you're, you're, this was great. You're so. I love. It's, I'm it's
1: so very clear, Mary. You. You've uh, uh, along the way have have really prioritized living with intention, with intent, and yeah. intention, and sure. whatever that means, right? In terms of like, there's things that where like oh, I can make this decision, or I can make this trip this way, or you know, the flow of life. You know, really, really a level of intentionality. Uh, Miss Coldy, when you hear stories like that, does anything resonate uh, with you? I'm curious, like the connectivity and some stories, if I'm sure just based on the few few conversations well, we've had. Of, you know, I've, in your own I've
0: always dealt with the older folks. I do deal with the young ones, too, but they're not uh, friendly as they were. And that's another thing, the neighbors, I say hi to them or something like that. And... In the old days, people lived there for a long time. Now, if they live there a year or two, that's a long time. So we're constantly getting new people in the neighborhood, and that's kind of sad because you,
3: I like having long-time friends. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what—oh, I don't mean no. to interrupt you. I think that's what connected us because I can tell— Mrs. Coldy likes to invest in her friendships, and I felt very honored that she would open up to me. And I, I wondered if when I told the story of a little adventure, if you'd think of maybe the one oh, we, I love the day that. of the zoo.
0: I, uh, I used to drive all over the place, and I had no idea where I was many a time. But oh, I found them the cutest things, the nicest, you know, neighbor, neighborhood out in the country. Mm-hmm. I, there were houses that were ready to be falling down but they were pretty and I just loved it and when I was a kid I could ride my bicycle to all these places where now you can't ride them these things are torn down so was
2: you and Mary had went to the zoo how did that unfold did you just have an, an aching to go to the zoo, or was this a random? How did that work out? I.
3: It was great. <laughs> it was great. I feel. I feel like I remember this pretty well. Um. <laughs> I love Mrs. Coldy's appreciation for beautiful natural things. You know, the someone's voice or laugh, or um, especially flowers and bright colors. And I knew that our zoo had gorgeous. Uh, flowers and so
2: landscaping
3: is stunning (laughs) yeah and i knew you know i get my steps in when i go there and i knew that they provided wheelchairs if you needed them so i offered to just take away and forget about our cleaning and and our worries for a day and just take mrs k to the zoo and so i pushed her around and we saw every bit of that zoo (laughs) and we got veggie burgers and we went to We got veggie burgers okay. afterward, and then before we went to a local place for brunch, so it was just that lovely weekend thing to do, and saw all the color, and took pictures of our hands amongst the flowers, and got smoothies afterward, and it it was just a neat, it was a neat way to spend time together and do something outside of the norm, especially for her, because you hadn't been to the zoo in a while, right? Yeah, for, not for years. <laughs> and, um, I didn't know that it was so meaningful, but you texted me afterward and said that that day you felt like a princess, and it mm-hmm. was just a wonderful day for you. and I, I was honored great. to spend time together.
2: <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> Wait, yeah. So next time, if anything happens like this, please, I, I need a phone call. I want to come sure. too.
1: Lindsay's <laughs> having serious uh, fear <laughs> missing out, out right here.) <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, that leads me to another question, Miss Coldy. So you said that you always were helping out with the elderly. And so now that like, you're in this position, can you give us some advice on how, obviously Mary's rocking out over here, but to the, the everyday person that wants to connect and cross that bridge, how do you, how does someone
0: who's youthful, how do you, how do you, help yeah what do you do well if you see somebody that's elderly just uh if you see them struggling to walk or something just talk to them or like me when i'm hanging out close people are going down the alley they'll start talking to me that's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know you talk to somebody you ask them if you can if you can help them now i know the young people need that too mm-hmm. So you, uh, everybody needs to have someone care. If you just talk to somebody, say, hi, how's your day? Um, and is can I help you? That's good insight. So I guess
2: another thing that I feel like this is kind of segueing into is,
0: what do you think that it means to be a good neighbor? What it means is to, to be friendly. To be friendly. And this this last summer, I can't grow all the stuff I used to grow, so I grow tomatoes. That's the easiest thing. (laughs) And my neighbors were thrilled that I would share my tomatoes with them. And I was willing to share them with anybody that needed them, as long as I had some, too. (laughs) Sure. But, you know, and they, uh, when they had a party... Uh, the, one of the neighbors, her daughter, had her fortieth birthday party. She came and brought me a piece of cake. <laughs> Aww.
2: you love cake like Mary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's just, I did stuff like that when I was young. But there's, I can't. There's very little I can do now except talk to people. No, and it's lonesome. I can't go visiting all these. Well, there aren't any. I'm the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be an
2: interesting, I mean, we're human and we're just along for the ride. And before you know it, you're, oh, that I am the person I used to reach out to. That That's just, the realization of that has to be mind-boggling. So, Miss Mary,
3: what do you think it means to be a good neighbor? Well, To your point, Mrs. Coldy, I don't think there's anything more beautiful than being willing to share the fruits of your labor. I think that's amazing, sharing your tomatoes and and genuinely caring about how people are doing. Um, To sum it up, I would say caring and expressing that when you speak to people. Everybody's somebody. Everybody matters. Take time to notice people and take time to connect with them. I think those are the most important facets of being a good neighbor. Good insight, ladies. Um, So Mary, you work at Three Rivers uh, Federal Credit
2: Union, and I was just really surprised to hear that they actually really encourage their employees to volunteer. Can you tell me more about that? That's, I mean, a really unique thing. I'm
3: not an official spokesperson, but I can definitely happily say that I'm So blessed to work for an organization that does encourage us to give back to the community, makes time for multiple volunteer days during the year or entire days of giving back to the community in so many different ways. And so having that be a core value of the place that I go every day to work is so meaningful to me, Mm -hmm. and it's a nice big sign that I am where I'm meant to be. So being able to connect my values with the values of an organization that's so into the community has been super meaningful. So neat.
1: Mary, I have a a question around like when you, when you decided to volunteer and like engage with NeighborLink, Mm -hmm. was, was your intent to like really connect relationally? And now I see that this is part of your lifestyle. This is part of who you are, right? So that comes with choosing to volunteer, but oftentimes we can choose volunteer experiences because we're attracted to, um, what you, you could say is the transactional nature like sure. I'm looking for an opportunity and so this one seems good and I'm going to pick and I'm going to do it with the hope of solving the need uh-huh. so curious was that kind of just part of your intent or is it like i um, never think you may be able to connect me to somebody or is this just part of where it came for you?
3: I think just the very um, organized and loving and giving way that NeighborLink has been presented to me through friends or in the media is what made it a draw. So, seeing that you would take a day and serve hot dogs and fix up, you know, someone's wheelchair ramp in a neighborhood, to know that you make it easy to do great things, uh, that was a big draw for me. And to see the joy that um, local business owners that I know who have supported NeighborLink projects, to see the joy from their, um, from their experiences, made it a bigger draw for me. Yeah. Knowing how inspired Lindsay is to work for you, that it it just made it an easy choice. And then learning more about the organization and knowing that I could work around my schedule to make the biggest impact, it just made it a win, like a win win all around. That's
1: great. If you were, um, if you could use this opportunity to encourage other people that are volunteering or in a similar life life sure. s- setting. What would you What would you say from the things that you've learned about where volunteering can go? Like volunteering as a as a good deed is necessary, but it should be a means to a personal development issue. Or like, so in, what is an encouragement you could give to the rest of us in terms of why why engaging in volunteerism can lead you to life development that is really at the heart of what we want? Maybe
3: I would say that. Um... The biggest joy from this experience, I keep connecting to that, but it's true, has just been sharing it with other people. So sharing this awesome relationship with Mrs. Coldy, sharing a positive thing to do for the community with Lindsay, and actually sharing an entire day of volunteering at NeighborLink with my boss. It was an important part of team building and you know understanding that making time for the community has that big impact. So I think knowing that you can share the experience and that will have a ripple effect, um, I think should inspire people to do it and to know how easy it is to just look on the website and find a project or find something that that supports your skill set. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah.
3: So you said you had an experience with your boss? Did you? Yes, so uh, she and I picked multiple projects and you know, put on our t shirts and jeans and went out there to have a great day getting to know each other through giving back.
2: That's so amazing. that's a meaningful. You guys did thing. that through neighbor links did you yes. find projects through mm-hmm. that's we did. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Oh.
3: And we again chose projects outside of our zip code. So I think I love that neighborlink gives you the opportunity to search for needs in your community. But I also love seeing what our greater community needs and knowing that if you have a free day and maybe there isn't a project in your neighborhood that the coordinators at NeighborLink can help you find a way to make your time count that's so cool i love it so
2: that being said um if we had to ask you and obviously if it's your answer um you've gone to these different neighborhoods and you've interacted with different people um, what do you think, in your opinion, makes a healthy neighborhood healthy?
3: Ooh, I like this. Well, I will say I haven't chosen projects in my neighborhood because I feel like I hopefully practice being a good neighbor, <laughs> and uh, people tell me if they need help with something, and I'm happy to do that. But um, what can you? What makes a healthy neighborhood healthy?
2: Like, what are some neighborhoods that stick out to you? Like, maybe you know, for me, it's always West Central. Yeah. You know, when I I'm walking around there, like. What do you think makes, and Miss Coldy, for you as well, like you've lived, you've seen a neighborhood transform before your eyes. Like, what makes
3: a neighborhood healthy and fruitful and memorable? And Um, I really, really think that it's having enough people who are willing to ask themselves that very question. Because if you see a need and you recognize that need and people aren't meeting those needs, then your neighborhood isn't as healthy. So Mm -hmm. I think understanding what the needs are in the community understanding how you can support people understanding what brings you happiness Mm -hmm. I think asking yourself those questions and figuring out what your role is and getting to know your neighbors that's what makes it healthy and you know because you're so proud to say you're from there or you're so proud to see the difference that you've made Mm -hmm. Um, we're all going to encounter troubles but I think if we face them together then we can overcome them and then we're even closer and better for it and I I'm sure that you've seen so many changes in your corridor the neighborhood where you live over the years so are there some are there some big things you've overcome or helped neighbors with well as long as I was able I would
0: I was ill always no not always but For the last 20 years, I've been the oldest in the neighborhood and these people would never shovel the walk for the pedestrians to walk without danger of falling. So I just started at least making a path. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I had more energy, I'd uh, go one way and then come back, make it wider. And you'd be surprised how many people would come out after I was gone. (laughs) <laughs> and they'd
1: shovel the rest of the walk. <laughs> Ms. Coldy, thank you for shoveling snow. Uh, I've become a winter runner uh, <laughs> this year, uh, running through the winter and all the conditions. And it, uh, that's one of the things that I've learned this year of just how important, I try to take care of that stuff in my neighborhood as well. But uh, when you live in a busy area where there's pedestrian traffic or where people are walking a lot more frequently, it makes a huge difference. And uh, I've tried to make a, a point personally. It's like there's one area in our on the street that I live in that uh, doesn't have a lot of homes. They've been torn down, and it's like I've been taking my snowblower to make sure that for that block people can have a clear path because of how treacherous it is.
0: Well, when I was young, I live on Well Street, and Sherman Street is about six blocks away. I would make a path all the way to Sherman Street. Wow. <laughs> I was young, and I had the strength. Yeah,
1: and <laughs> the intentionality. To but reiterate. little
0: things like that, I mean, we keep
2: talking about, they're, they're small things, but I think, you know, when we reflect on what makes a neighborhood really stick out in your mind, it's there's a lot of those little things that you see, and you can just tell that there's people that care, and it makes you feel safe, and like you belong if, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're there. So one other question I just am curious about. Mary, so it, it seems like you cultivated a, a fun day and you went out with Miss Coldy.
0: Um, it's always fun to be with her. Isn't it? <laughs> so
2: Miss Coldy, if you were to treat somebody to a day in Fort Wayne, where would you take them and what would, you, what would the day I'd take look them,
0: like? i probably take them to the park. We have a lot of nice parks when my children were little and I was young, we'd go to Franke Park, and we'd go in. Uh, Franke Park is wonderful. It has all kinds of space that has never been used, and we'd go through all this jungle, and the kids said, Mommy, will we ever find our way, a home? <laughs> you can get lost in there, can't you? But we did, <laughs> I mean, we didn't get lost, but we, we had <laughs> fun. That.
1: Sounds like you're going on an exploration.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. That's great. And
0: all my children love that. Sure. She's an adventurer, too.
1: That's <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm so
2: happy you guys have met. And I'm so happy that you've been here with us for Neighboring. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Miss Coldy, thanks so much for uh, just your life and your commitment to being a good neighbor and whatever way that that's played out over over the years and sharing your stories with us. For and, about 70 years. Well, uh, 70 years. <laughs> Then I've been years? doing yes, stuff. Yes, sure. <laughs> uh, and Mary, thanks for uh, thanks for plugging in NeighborLink. I, this wasn't—we're uh, w- just so inspired of seeing how the connectivity. This is an illustration of like what we hope individuals through NeighborLink would, because we all have uh, our own stories. And it was, at least for myself, it was until I, I did started doing enough projects to where I really started interacting and getting to know and learning stories and. Uh, life becoming so enriching when we open ourselves up to the to the to our neighbors and getting to know and recognizing that if we open ourselves up to that we have a rich thing to learn from each other and that we're we're benefited so yeah sometimes service has to be the way that we get connected Mm -hmm. Um, but if you open yourself up to it that it's it's what brings us energy, and this is not volunteerism or service. This is relationship, uh, and that's exciting. So thanks for sharing your story with that for, for us and everyone listening. So uh, thanks. This is uh, Neighboring. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks again for being here.